Hey everyone, you're going to get three crop updates here back to back. We're going to start out with Michigan with Scott Lonier. We're going to hop on over to Wisconsin with Jared Schmidt. And then we're going to swing back to Iowa with Scott Berger. So take a listen and we got all three of them back to back. Enjoy. We are in Lansing, Michigan with this crop update with Scott Lonier. How's it going, Scott? Good, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. So I just caught you. Sounds like just getting off the tractor from out rolling. How's things going? What's stuff looking like? Uh, things are going good, uh, I guess. Things went good. Smooth, quick planting season. It was uh, over in a flash. It was one of those where you know, all of a sudden, next thing you know, you looked up and it's like, oh, I got them all done. And, you know, it was only the 7th of May. It's like, what do we do now? So uh, getting caught up on some spraying, uh, getting all the pre-emerged uh, spray down on our soybeans. We got uh, 1,000 acres of wheat. We got to get a couple passes of fungicide on still. Mm-hmm. Tiller, uh, first tillers, were flag leaves just starting to come out of those. So we're... Uh, started this morning putting application on that and i went out to start rolling some of our soybeans we have a bunch of all fist size stones that you just can't get picked up out of the field and uh so on our soybeans ground that we got planted i was went out this morning i started rolling and lo and behold uh the first one field that i pulled into was one of the first ones that i planted and uh they're starting to poke out of the ground a little bit you can see the ground crust poking up from there and that's normally a good thing but uh, we had frost this morning, and we have another chance of frost probably tonight, as well as a chance of frost the next day as well. So, mm-hmm. um, our first, so our first bean and our first corns are just spiking out of the ground right now, and uh, we're yeah. we're hoping uh, we're hoping they don't come too quick in the next couple of days. Yeah, we're recording this late in the afternoon here on on May tenth. Is that right? It's May tenth. I don't. Know, I can't. Well, my dates run down. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's but, just another day. So. Yeah. So. The day after Mother's Day. How about exactly, that? Exactly, exactly. That's when we're recording this. So, um, <clears throat> tell me a little bit. So, those beans are just coming up. I just I've been talking to some guys in Illinois in a couple of instances now where uh, they had a, a freeze, didn't catch really any rain over this past weekend, um, and it's probably killed a few beans that were up a ways. Um, your guys are just coming through. What what's your last frost or frost freeze date? Uh, our last frost freeze date for for prevent plan or for uh, replan on crop insurance. Is that what you're asking? No, I'm just curious. Like, when's the last time you guys usually get a freeze? Oh, geez, we've had uh, we've planted we've been planting in the middle of May before and had snow coming down. So mm-hmm. uh, this this is Michigan. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. like Forrest Gump says, it's a box of chocolates. It take take it day by day because uh, unfortunately we were. Uh, slowed down a little bit because we were in the mid 70s for a week of March and we had a bunch of weeds growing back then so mm. we had to do a lot of burn down to to get our fields clean before we went out and started planting it on GMOs and um, you know it's just it's just been crazy you had uh, you know a couple of weeks in the 70s and 80s and now we're down in the 50s for another week here and frosty couple frosty mornings in a row so so it, in, uh, it, it's all over the place yeah so in your guys's area um, what percent do you think is done with corn and beans? Uh, I would say the way things have been going, the the majority of the people are either done or going to be wrapping up here this week. We've had uh, two rain events is all that we've had since planting started, and it was just a shade over two-tenths each time, and it was just enough to keep you out of the field until about noon the next day. So you guys are pretty um, dry too, then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 getting pretty dusty and pretty dry out here. 
Um, didn't didn't catch anything that came through yesterday. That was all the the southern part of the state got some of it, and uh, but it didn't. Nothing made it up here to Mid Michigan anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let me hit you with the marketing question for a minute here. Uh, as far as like basis, I've been asking everybody in the crop updates in their area how hungry are the processors, you know, or the the merchandisers near area for for old crop and can they find any and then what's crop rotation look like? I'll get to that in a minute too. All right. Uh, so on the grain marketing side, uh, we have a couple ethanol plants that are within a 50 mile radius of us here. Uh, one of them is the Anderson's plant and they are, they're pretty aggressive still. They're uh, 30 over is what the base of their base what's is. What's normal plus- for you? Uh, you know, it's <laughs> normal for us. Like, if we could get, if we could get an even basis, a lot of times we're happy with it, but, you know, what, what is normal for us is hard to say because in 2019, we had probably about 70% of our ground prevent planted. So mm-hmm. we've been short, we've been short, we've been long, and we've been short. And, uh, you know, so so 30 overs, you know, is really good on top of the, you know, the board prices that we're looking at right now. The, uh, the other ethanol plant, uh, they had a lot of their grain. They had, thought they already had everything all merchandised until July. They had it all spoken for. So they're not as aggressive, and they're only 15 cents over. Uh, over the board is where they're at, but we've actually got a local ADM plant that's even closer to us, and they're a little more aggressive yet, looking for corn, and they're 15 over. So, you know, it depends on how how, how much you want to how much you want to truck it right now, how bad they want to get rid of it. So, mm-hmm. um, what it, it, right now? Right now, the the nearby the nearby markets are a lot more aggressive on the basis. The you know, yeah. both of them out to July are only 12 cents out to the July right now on their basis. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping that gets uh, they want it now. Yeah, yes. Everybody, everybody wants it right now. I'm not sure what they're going to do in July when it, when they when they want it then, but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it goes up because they got some contracts rolled to July. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping hoping to get better. Yeah. So another question on the crop rotation side of things, as the processors, you know, ask for for new crop and stuff too. Are have guys made the decisions to? to kind of stay with the same crop rotation or do you feel like there's more corn in the area, more beans in the area? Is everybody pretty similar to what they've been doing? Uh, wow. Well, you got to go all the way back to last fall, Chris, to start talking about crop rotation here because right. we have wheat is uh, in the game for us in uh, out, out here where we're at. And we tripled our wheat production from, you know, from about through little over 300 acres that we have over almost 900 acres of our own in right now. Uh, plus what we do custom for a couple other guys. So uh, that went crazy because back in September and October, that was the only crop that was really making money back then. <laughs> we had another another local grower who's not far from the ethanol, one of the ethanol plants. He put in so much wheat last fall that he's got a 36-row and a 24-row planter. He didn't even get his big planter out. He only got a 24-row planter out. So, wow. um, you know, how I... What, what, what a difference, you know, six months makes and, and what was profitable and what could be more profitable now. So, mm-hmm. um, well, and it's hard not to, that we not a whole, we, we's a pretty good market too. It's kind of yo-yoing with everything else. And, you know, $7 wheat for us isn't horrible here when you can deliver it to the elevator for $7. And uh, we bail straw and sell it to a local dairy. So there's another, you know, we're figuring a ton to a ton and a quarter an acre that we're delivering a straw to. And that's, you know, if we break even on our wheat, we make money on our straw. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the way we look at things. But, um, it, it just, like I said, what a, what a difference it makes from last fall to the spring. 
Yeah. If you kick yourself in the butt or not, but that's mm-hmm. kind of like anything else in hindsight. Right. Yeah. And, and that's like you said too, you know, if you put a bunch of wheat in last fall, um, you're not going to plant more corn acres <laughs> if you've already <laughs> increased your acres. And, and I'm hearing mm-hmm. that from, I mean, are is that something you're seeing kind of common in your area? Well, there was, there was a wheat shortage the year before because we, we had a really wet fall, so you couldn't get wheat in the ground. Mm-hmm. And what little bit got in the ground, the, the, the dairy guys use it quite heavy in their rations for, uh, for, for the dairy production around here. And so the straw prices went crazy last year because there, there was just a huge demand for it. Well, everybody thought, well, it's going to be that same way again, so let's take advantage of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, once again, when you, when you put all the numbers together, wheat was more profitable than, than what corn and beans were at the time last fall. So, mm-hmm. but, but now that things have changed around a little bit and, and the markets are shaking, everything's evening out. Um, there are a couple of guys I've heard that planted a little bit more beans and switched some acres around. Um, not, not a whole lot. Typically your rotation is your rotation. We've got guys that still grow edible beans around us. We still have guys that put in sugar beets here as well. So, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of everything happens here in Michigan. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Hey, um, Scott really appreciate your, uh, input and maybe we'll get back with you later on and make sure everything came up and, uh, stuff's growing like it's supposed to and hopefully uh hopefully we can we we know that we have something to sell eventually that's the one thing is kind of hard to get too wild on sales when stuff's not even out of the ground yet so but these prices have been crazy and and uh, we'll talk again but thanks a lot really appreciate your contribution my pleasure my pleasure take care have a good day <laughs> all right you too we have jared schmidt from chile Wisconsin. So right in the center of the state of Wisconsin. How's it going, Jared? It's going good. Just unfolding the planter, pulling into my next field. Oh. About 44% done with corn. Gotcha. Gotcha. What What are the conditions like? Uh, you guys super dry or sitting pretty good on moisture? Or what's no, condition, conditions are really, really good. Um, yeah, good Good moisture, just cold, but but good moisture. Soil conditions are good. So we'll you have dust rolling on this field, and gotcha. Um, so, so you're um, well, real quick, tell everybody what your planter is. That you got a kind of a cool planter. Oh, so I got a a, a three point thirty six roll twenty inch planter, um, uh, with with dual hybrid meters. And and no and no wheels on the planter. There's just it's all all carried by the tractor and carry a thousand gallons of nitrogen on the front of the quad track and 500 gallons of pop up above the fuel tank and so it's just a just a self-propelled planter basically this time of year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty um, amazing system that you've got put together there. So I had to I had to let you throw a plug <laughs> plug in for your invention there. It was pretty awesome. Um, what, uh, you said you're 44% done with corn. Uh, you guys have any beans this year? You guys have a, a large will finish, beans will, Yeah. Beans will finish up tomorrow. Okay. Um, we could have been done, but we needed to get some stones picked or a lot of stones picked on that piece. So the so beans are done. Alfalfa's done. Um, and so, yeah, just focusing on corn now and, Gotcha. And a lot of the corn you're planting is going to be silage, right? It's pegged earmarked for all silage at this time. 
Um, and then we just see how the season plays out, if any goes for green or not. Mm-hmm. Unless you have another crop, yeah. another another bumper crop, then you, you, then yeah. you get to have some grain. So, right. What right. what in your area do you think, you know, one of the things I've been asking everybody in the crop update is, you know, kind of that crop rotation. Um, are you seeing more corn acres being planted up in your area and less soybeans because of the markets at all? Or, or what are you seeing up there? For, for us, we're so, we're so, um, um, forage focused. Yep. Um, with a lot of dairies in the area that, um, it's pretty much the plants have held in place. Um, and the guys that are grain pretty much had their plants in place as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're not seeing a lot of swings in anything right now. Um, and just talk with the guys, everybody stuck to their plans ahead of time. So, mm-hmm. so, so you guys, um, essentially you're producing feed for the dairy is your, is your goal, um, from, your agronomic side of side of the operation, what uh, you know, you guys are sitting, I think, on on a pretty good hefty amount of feed from last year, right? We are. We got a tremendous amount of carryover, which is a very rare occurrence for us. <laughs> right. Um, we've even actually got a little bit of silage carried over from 2019 yet, um, but that'll be gone soon. And we got a had a beautiful crop come out of the winter. Of alfalfa and triticale and and our and our early season grass crop that we planted look look good as well. So is there, right now we're pretty pretty positive, happy moods. Right, right. So is that a possibility that then you would be harvesting some corn for grain and maybe there would be more of that coming out of your area than you know, especially there, when there you, is that there is that possibility because our area right now if, it looks like it's going to warm up this week. Um, and a lot of, a lot of crop has been going in this last 10 days. It's, we, we, right now we're in a good situation. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Awesome. So, um, but soil conditions are good. Sounds like you guys are kind of sitting in the, in the sweet spot as long as you can get some heat, any other issues or anything else going on that are, are things you're watching. You got, obviously it sounds like enough moisture for the herbicides well, and everything to work. We're being really cautious on herbicides and on our spraying, and we're also being cautious, being very aware of the dry weather, how close it is to us. Mm-hmm. So we're really being mindful of tillage passes, and we're, we're being very conservative on, on not trying to waste moisture um, at this time. Just Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Well, hey, I think this was a, a interesting conversation and uh, good to hear what's going on in the middle part of Wisconsin and uh, up in the world of the of the dairies. And um, really appreciate your contribution and look forward to following up with you later on in the summer and seeing how things are growing and how things look at that point. Sounds great. Thank uh, you. All right. Sounds good. And uh, yep. uh, thanks a lot. That was Jared Schmidt from uh, the center part of Wisconsin crop update here with scott berger from trier iowa how's it going scott doing well today doing real well good good the the rain yeah so you did get some rain how much rain did you get yeah we got about an inch on uh, most of our farms around here so uh nice soaking it's uh doesn't look like we got that much you soaked in really well yeah that's good you guys were pretty powder dry like us too right 
yes, it was getting very dry on top, and um, we were definitely needing a shot to uh, to keep it going. Yeah. Yep. So sounds good. So how is planting coming for you with corn and soybeans? What's what's it look like there? So I follow in your footsteps, and I do most of my well, I do all of my soybean planting first. So all my soybeans are in, and I've got I've got a short hundred and fifty acres left of corn that uh, will knock out here in the next couple of days, and we'll be done. Uh, my first plant of corn is not spiked yet, but um, my first plant of beans you can row. Some of my later plant of beans are just trying to poke through. Gotcha. So we're recording this, I think, on the 10th. Um, we're going to have some other, this will be the third of a couple of updates we're going to put here together. And um, if you guys, you know, you got beans up, have you guys had, I mean, we've had some pretty close to freezing temperatures here. Uh, you concerned about anything with regard to that with the beans being up or what's up? So look? all of my beans are uh, no-tilled and the last couple of years, I feel like the no-till fields have had some more cover. Uh, last year, we had a close call where a bunch of guys that worked their ground got frozen off, but wine were okay. Yep. So I've, I've had no no concerns about that. Yeah. We saw that last year, too. Same thing. We had beans up, and when they where they were in you know, heavy residue, it seemed like that protected them for whatever reason. And the, like you said, the anything any place where it was bare – uh, it they were smoked, so kind of what we yeah, saw. So, no, I've been I've been feeling pretty good about those and uh, getting them off to a good start. So sounds good. So um, soil conditions are good. It sounds like you're a day or two away from being done with corn. Um, I I have a perspective in Iowa, but I want your perspective of what you think as far as crop rotation. Do you think? guys are going to have you think we're going to see more corn acres in iowa or are we going to see more bean acres and i know the derecho went through and has an impact on some things but what's your thought there so my initial thought with as much field work that got done last fall is that we were going to see a lot of corn on corn even in the derecho area guys Mm. were out there doing a lot of tillage and uh getting a lot of fertilizer put down but uh much to my surprise from what I'm seeing has been planted and up and growing, guys are sticking to rotation pretty hard. So I, I personally don't see a lot of uh, corn on corn acres in uh, my immediate area. You know, I think the guys that are heavy corn on corn will do some. Uh, I personally did a few acres that um, I'm able to manage. But, man, they went into some dry soil. So if it wasn't for this rain, I'd be so nervous about it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys... A lot of guys with the cold weather around here actually were, were hitting beans really hard and did a good job getting those put in. And then, uh, you know, obviously since they're corn hard. So in my immediate area, I'd say everybody is everybody is at least 90% done with everything. Hmm. So we've got a good crop off up and growing. Some of the early stuff took quite a while to get out, but, you know, today it looks more yellow than green going to be this week with the cold temps but uh you know here shortly we're going to get some 70s and 80s yeah hmm. interesting okay my last thing i'm going to bug you with is the same thing i've been asking all the um when we're doing crop updates ironically enough is on the marketing side but um what do you you know and and i'm seeing some of this too but get your take on 
basis levels and and where things are at with you know pretty much the old crop is gone for the most part for a lot of producers but uh what's your thought thought there on basis for corn soybeans what are you seeing so right now old crop um obviously everybody has got to be pretty well sold out i've never seen basis this strong in uh, my immediate area for old crop um, new crop, they really haven't done a whole lot with yet. It seems to be awfully seasonal for the new crop, um, at least where I deliver to in Cedar Rapids. So uh, I think the, the merchandisers are still thinking that we're going to have a crop growing this year. It'll be interesting. I'll give it another month or so and, and see if they still feel that way. But, uh, yeah, locally for old crop, it's, it's, it's starting to get a little wild. That is for sure. That's for sure. Well, hey, um, this was an excellent conversation. Really appreciate the, up, appreciate the update. Any other issues or anything you're concerned about? Weed control? Uh, well, yeah, you know, weed control could be a thing. Um, I have switched to more no-till no this year. And where the ground was worked, it was dry and fluffy where we went in and no-tilled, I will still say had been perfect conditions with just enough moisture and everything was nice and fluff. Um, I don't know if other guys are noticing this or not in the area, but because of the heavy, heavy snowpack we had this year, I'm not sure how much uh, freezing and thawing we had underneath. There were some places where the ground was hard, but yet it wasn't from compaction. So, I'm a little concerned about that moving forward, but you know, the, the sins of the spring will show up this fall. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Hey, thanks a lot, Scott. Really appreciate it. Yep. You bet, Chris. Thank you. You bet. Scott Berger from, uh, East central Iowa, kind of in that Trare area. And, uh, that's kind of our update for today. Really appreciate you listening. We'll catch you again next time on the Agview pitch. <laughs>